Hello fellow Redbirds, welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast number 30. If you're new to our channel, you should check out our at Bird Fans Forever Twitter account and follow to get the first notice of new videos that we publish. You can follow along there also for other information and fun polls. Our website is www.birdfansforever.com and on there you can find links to all episodes of our podcast across many apps. Apple, Google, Spotify, and others, as well as a tab to access our videos on YouTube, where we're also called Bird Fans Forever. So dunk on the YouTube subscribe button and follow us on Twitter so you'll be the first to see new episodes and get other fun information from us. Congratulations to the Lady Basketball Redbirds, who were the 2023 regular season champs and will play in the WNIT this coming Thursday at Missouri. Good luck to the Lady Redbirds in the WNIT. Go Birds! Our guest for today is Cindy and Jason, who are Illinois State Redbird superfans. We'll be right back with Cindy and Jason. And welcome to episode 30 of Bird Fans Forever. We have Cindy, and I'm going to let Cindy pronounce her last name because we all know how good John is about spelling and grammar. Cindy? Cindy Gresquitz. Yes! And then we're going to let Jason introduce himself. Uh, Jason Hartzler. Awesome. All right. So Jason and Cindy, love to have you on the show. We were laughing about this, right, because we met them at the Valley Tournament in 2017. Correct me, John and Steve, 2018 after we left the Holiday Inn, which was next to the thing, and we moved over to the jury. So we were coming out of the turns after the games, and there's all these Redbirds in there partying it up. Lots and lots of shots, jello shots. And so... We got to meet Jason and Cindy, they're super fans. So, welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> All right, so we always start with this way, uh, and they didn't flip a coin. Jason just decided, since he had been at ISU longer than Cindy, he gets to go first. How did you get to ISU? So, Jason, you're first big guy. Let's hear it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us again. I'm a little nervous being on with you guys that are superstars now in the uh, <laughs> world of podcasts. But, uh, oh, yeah. I'm a local person, so I grew up uh, just up the road from here, Lexington, Illinois. I was born in 1970. I didn't actually attend ISU until my junior year, which had been 1990. I went to Parkland first. There wasn't a Heartland College at that time, but I was becoming a Redbird fan or became a Redbird fan in the 70s when I was a very young man. Uh, my mother worked at ISU starting in the late 70s, and she worked there about 15 years, and she was always a big sports fan. And we always had ISU basketball on the radio and listened. Uh, wasn't budget happy for us to have season tickets. However, we did go to a handful of games every year. More and more of that happened in the early 80s to mid-80s. And it's uh, amazing the run the birds were on at that time. It was a great time to grow up as a kid being a Redbird fan. So some of my first memories or some of my favorite things, going to my first Redbird game, the first player I remember for ISU was Joe Galvin. Seven-foot big man, swatting the ball, uh, rebounding the ball. I'm, I'm a little kid, you know, I'm eight years old and a very short kid. I'm a short guy now too, but that's very short then, and I just thought the biggest man in the world, and and just loved watching it. And uh, there was such great history in the Missouri Valley. I I didn't I didn't see Larry Bird there. I didn't, you know, Doug Collins was a little bit before my time, but I remember Doug Collins hearing the name all the time. I remember hearing Bubble Hawkins. I remember hearing 
Jeff Wilkins and these guys and uh, names started coming together for me, you know, the late, late seventies, early eighties and uh, going to games and watching them play Creighton and Benoit Benjamin, uh, walk, walk, watching him walk off the bench and underneath yeah. that overhang and the dude seemed like he was 12 foot tall. Uh, the guys from uh, uh, Wichita State, Antonio, or uh, Tar and uh, Xavier McDaniels. I was also uh, actually kind of like Steve Harris from Tulsa, too. He was a scorer. I was always an ISU guy, but I loved how sweet his shot was. John Sherman Williams from, I, from the other ISU, and I don't want to name Bradley guys, mm-hmm. but those guys all stick in my head, too, uh, from, from, from those battles. <laughs> But you guys were not very far behind me. I mean, I was younger, you know, a little younger. I know you guys are getting ISU. But that those early 80 years in city will probably put up some of the – I have a couple programs from them. Those early 80 years, uh, Rick Lamb and Hank Cornley, Michael McKinney, Dwayne Tyus. I loved Raynard Mullane, that guy off the bench with the energy. Ricky Johnson, Lou Stefanovich, just – very very fun stuff. Those I will never forget that time of my life growing up, and that sucked me into ISU basketball big time. And I remember John Pemberton coming coming to town, uh, and uh, big big strong man off the bench initially. And Cindy, I just think showed a picture of him. Exciting exciting stuff. But that's how I kind of got attached to the ISU basketball back then, and uh, have been a fan ever since. I had a little lull for a while. And then uh, I met Cindy, and then I, he, she rejuvenated me. And that might be not, maybe a natural progression to how Cindy got to ISU, I'm thinking. So I came to ISU in 1995 as a student. Um, I was not actually not going to come to ISU. I was going to go to our community college, but I realized I was ready to get away from home. My sisters were here, <laughs> so I came. I actually didn't go to a lot of sporting events my first couple of years. My junior year, my roommate was in the band, and so I'd go hang out with her and her friends. And I'd always went to sporting events growing up. So it was kind of natural that I got back into it. Um, and especially that was when we were going making NCAA tournaments the last time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so really got into it and started going to everything with my friends. Um, the year that we made the NIT and played at Purdue my friends and I actually went to every Valley game home and away that year for the men's team. Lots of stories from then. Yeah, I actually, like I have a picture, here's all of us with actually a blanket I made at Wichita State after we beat them. A picture at Northern Iowa. You'll have to send me pictures. Yeah. Yes. So we had a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Uh, show that picture of me again because Sonny is going to talk about that, what looks like a possible dunk, but might not be an actual make of a dunk. And so Sonny's going to talk about that one right there. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a painful picture for me. So, yes. All right. So, you guys both end up at ISU. Jason, a little bit before Cindy. We were, how did you guys get the, you know, the quick version of how you met, and then really, you know, how you guys started going to season tickets and, and getting to, to everything, right? And so, talk about all the, the season tickets you have and what sports you go see and those kind of things. We were we were both working at ISU. Jason had a friend that worked in the department I was working with in, 
and he invited us he invited me to stop by their tailgate they had so I went over there we both may have had a couple drinks before that um, no. hung, I know big surprise right and that we met at a tailgate <laughs> so we talked a bunch and then that next Monday the friend may have told us that we like talking to each other more than we had actually said to him <laughs> and then he made sure that we were hanging out after that a lot, and Good. we started hanging out. I was still going to um, men's basketball for sure, football, probably some volleyball and women's basketball. So as natural, Jason started going with me. Our first Valley tournament game was actually the Sean Jepson shot, and we made jello shots for that, and that's where the jello shots come from. It's a tradition now for us to do that. So Cindy and Jason, you guys have been going to uh... – the, the arch since 2002 uh, that, that's when Jepson made that shot tell us a couple of your favorite places when you go down there to visit it, um, it's a great experience for for anyone who hasn't been there and it's not just about the basketball games it's about the people you interact with and there's a whole bunch of great places and, and things to do when you're there so, so I know you got a couple places you'd like to, to do and, and talk about that so uh, regarding March Madness uh, I know Cindy mentioned earlier uh, we went, uh, our first game together was the Sean Jepson shot 2002. That was actually our first trip together. We had just met, you know, the fall before that and decided before that trip to make a lot of jello shots. And by a lot, I mean, you know, in the hundreds. Uh, so, so we made a ton of jello shots. Uh, we go down and, and the first game ends as about as exciting as you can possibly imagine as the last podcast you guys went over with Sean making that shot and everybody that was there having so much fun. And the lobby party post-game kind of started from there where everybody's having fun and we're passing out jello shots and drinks and we're celebrating the victory and hanging out. And that, that's kind of the, the start of it, at least from, from our perspective, doing that. And it's obviously evolved a lot over the years and a lot of the other things that we do at the Valley, but uh, that, that was, that, that's where it kind of started for us anyway. So, so, Cindy, uh, besides a lot, like, what are some other things that you like to do when you're, you're in St. Louis? Um, um, we usually, anymore, we go to Ballpark Village a lot, especially for the pregame rallies um, that ISU holds and catch up with other fans there. We usually go to a couple breweries, too. Um, but really, it's a lot about going to Ballpark Village, hanging out with the fans, and we are always, we're at every game that whole weekend. Um, win or lose, ISU wins or lose, we're at every game. And um, spend some time upstairs in the Jameson Club, maybe, having some cheap drinks up there. We used to go to the landing a lot, but that's closed down now. So, Which I think also leads into the reason we started doing lobby parties. There's, besides Ballpark Village, there's not as many places to go in St. Louis. So... We had to find a place that, you know, our 50 closest friends could hang out <laughs> at the same time and have jello <laughs> shots. So some of the things that's fun, too, besides meeting ISU fans, you get to meet fans of, of the other basketball teams. So not that we want to characterize everybody, but who's your favorite <laughs> fans, perhaps, and who are the ones that maybe are not your, your, your favorite fans? <laughs> I think it's probably Northern Iowa fans at the men's tournament that we've had the most fun with. Um, 
there's a group this year we started kind of hanging out with at the jury and um scotcheroo sarah as we started calling her because she had scotcheroos and she was calling me jello shot cindy so <laughs> lots of fans from different teams uh, we of course have a family member that's a bradley fan so we don't support bradley we support him but we'll end up at a lot of bradley games we, well, we're at all the games, and there's usually a rooting interest in, in our party. Uh, we, Besides the new people from uni we met this year, there's a couple other uni people that we've known for 10 years that we always hook up and meet up with and do stuff with. And uh, there's a there's a n- number of different schools that we do that with, and it, it's fun to see. We love the ISU fans, of course, the best, but it's fun to run into other folks that we don't, don't, don't see as often, and at least once a year. And... Uh, always maybe at the lobby or at a, at a certain time up in the Bud Light Zone or now the Jameson Club and or, or different places around St. Louis. Yeah, and then that's how we got involved, right? You guys were like, hey, come join us. Let's talk Redbird basketball. And then now that we've been doing it for the last three or four years, I've been then now bringing my laptop down and we have them wheel a TV in and we put on old games. And so we always now have old games running in the background, which kind of drive some of the other fan bases nuts, right? Because they got to listen to Because we're only picking, well, the one you guys wanted me to watch is the DePaul game, which is kind of a, a problem. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's awesome. All right, Cindy, we're talking about now Hoops in the Heartland, another great Missouri Valley tournament. And so go. So Hoops in the Heartland, um, I think the awesomest thing is that the Missouri Valley make sure that tournament is equal to the men's. I'm going to guess that every conference doesn't do that. I was actually talking Kendi Hilliard that played volleyball at ISU and just graduated in December with her master's, um, got to work both tournaments for the Valley, and she was telling me, she said, they really are equal from everything she sees, except for the fans that show up and trying to work on that, right? As yep, Redbird fans, yep. we're trying to work on that. Um but we do the same thing. We go to the games. We go out to a couple of breweries and bars, and we party in the Element Lobby instead of the Drury Lobby. And we hang out with Drake fans there. This weekend we were hanging out with a bunch of the Drake players' parents, trying to get ideas how to get them off their game. Except the one's mom was like, my daughter won't get off her game no matter what, and she wouldn't tell us which players we could mess with. <laughs> so that didn't really work out well. And Drake was actually playing really well this weekend, so I don't think it would have mattered anyway. But we take our leftover jello shots from Arch Madness down to, or up to Hoops in the Heartland and finish, all, finish the 421 jello shots we had made for Arch Madness off at Hoops in the Heartland. I had a quite a few of them. John and I probably had way too many Wednesday nights. Steve had a meeting Thursday morning. He had taken a phone call, so he didn't have as many. But yeah, John and I uh, ended up making a video for a friend of ours, and we have no idea how we and what we said in the video until we looked at it in the morning. So yeah. All right. So we've talked about both tournaments. Um, and it, we've had this conversation, right? We love for more fans to be at both of them, right? So if you're listening to this podcast, right, we do this as a, as, as a labor of love and to energize the Redbird base to come and do that stuff. So, Steve, you were going to ask a question? Yeah. In, at the, when you go to the Quad Cities, right, 
in, in your hotel. Like one thing that's nice about St. Louis, you can go there, you can walk all around, right? Get to the different uh, venues and, and, and back and stuff. Is it similar where it's all right there and it's, you just kind of park, you know, for, for the, the whole event for four days, you can just walk around and is it like Yeah, that? it is um, actually the hotel that we stay at and it's, so the team stays at a different hotel. Good. Um, and <laughs> yeah, actually, our athletic department was saying that the other to a fan the other night. Um, but so we were at the hotel. Athletic department staying. Everything is literally across the street from the stadium. So and they have the rally Thursday is at the bar that's connected to the hotel. So you don't have to go anywhere. So you get past steps a block. Yeah, but you get less steps. You get less steps in St. Louis because it's so close. Right, yeah. right, right. It's very similar. There's maybe not quite as many people. So there, I think the Redbird fans probably had the most fans there this year. Drake, I mean, it's close between Good. Redbird fans and Drake. But uh, it's, it's a few smaller numbers, so most everybody is hanging together. So. While we hang around with a ton of Redbird fans in St. Louis, we're maybe a little more spread out. Even though it's even though St. Louis is you know it's pretty central, this is even more central than the Quad Cities as far as where the fans are at, where the places that they go, uh, where the hotels they stay at. It's it's even a little bit smaller, uh, closer together, and the camaraderie is, is fantastic as well. And you know there's there's a little bit of overlap, but there's a lot of different people that go. We're actually looking forward to seeing some of them again when we hop on the bus on Thursday to go to Missouri, the fan bus to see the NIT game. We're disappointed we didn't get a home game out of it, but we're going to get hop on the fan bus and hope to see some of those fans that we hung out with up in St. or I'm sorry, up in the Quad Cities. So. All right, guys, we're going to talk about some of your experiences that you've had at ISU. First one is, what is your favorite ISU game, whether you attended it or, or watched it, and why? Oh, that's a tough question. No, um, one. I know. <laughs> um, I actually would probably go national championship in Frisco, even though we lost. Like, just what an amazing overall experience and an amazing season. And I mean, I hope that someday I can say a national championship game that we won. Yeah. Or maybe an NCAA tournament game that we won that I was at. That, that, you, Jason? That's a hard one to top, but I, I, I will go somewhere else. And it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about going for football too. We actually went to uh, see ISU play in the playoffs at Appalachian State. Uh, so this was the year that ISU was playing basketball, men's basketball, at Louisville against the top one. They were a top couple rated team in the country. Yep. And Cindy and I were trying to decide where do we want to go. Uh, my vote initially was actually to go to Louisville because we were going to go for the weekend and make it a three-day weekend, hang down there. And Louisville's got a lot of fun things to do, apparently, and we yep. wanted to do that. Uh but Cindy's like made the point, well, it's a football game, but the, the catch with the football game is the friend that we went with, our friend Matt, had just started a new job and could only go for the game and come back. So literally, Friday afternoon, we hopped in the car, we drove all night, 
slept in the parking lot, uh, <laughs> hit a little tailgate with some of the some of the parents uh, that we tailgate next to at ISU, the Newkirks, and some of the folks that they were with. Colton Underwood's mom was part of that group. Watched the game, watched Colton Underwood block the extra point in overtime. Appalachian State people are the nicest people on earth to us. I'd have been very mad if I was them. <laughs> I couldn't believe how nice they were. We went back out to tailgate with the new Kirks and Colton's mom and a few others and uh, had a drink and some burger. We hopped back in the car and drove back. And it was very difficult. It's too old to be doing that. But there was three of us, kind of shared it up a little bit. But we didn't really sleep but a couple hours in the car. Wow. But it was worth it. It was fantastic. I'm sure a Louisville trip was great for the folks who did that, but that that's one that will stick in my memory just because of the circumstances and such. I would like uh, to correct Jason. I believe it was Shelby Harris that blocked the extra point. Oh, yeah, it was Shelby Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that in the NFL a lot, too, by the way. Bats passes down and blocks yeah, stuff. Yes, yeah. she is correct 100%. <laughs> So, okay, let's go to the next question. Your favorite ISU athlete and why? Jason's going to go first and then Cindy on this one. So let's, favorite ISU athlete, football. Any sport. Any sport. It's. <laughs> no, no, don't say it. <laughs> Do not kiss ass on this podcast. <laughs> I was thinking, John, he's a very close second, of course, you know, he's, he's way up there. I mean, it's hard for me not to pick someone from, from those teams in the 80s. I grew up and loved those guys. But yeah. I'm going to go off the, off it a little bit, and Cindy will probably like, wow, and she'll be happy. But uh, uh, from women's ISU basketball, I, I am a huge Mary Crompton fan. I'm a huge Mary Crompton what she's done for the program and, and, and everything. So it, it's hard for me not – She's such a she, she's such a perfect ISU athlete all around. Does everything the right way. Uh, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go with Mary Brompton. Great pick. Great choice. Yep. So Cindy, you have to beat that. Well, I did not watch John Pemberton play, so I feel like he can't be my favorite. Um, I'm just gonna go with my first favorite ISU player, Kyle Cartmel. He just, the enthusiasm he had when he came into the game, what he brought to that team. It was always funny because my friends knew he was my favorite player, and it's like he's the guy coming off the bench. Like everyone else, it's people are choosing Dan Muller, Rico Hill, and I'm like, no, Kyle. He just came off the bench and brought so much energy. It's hard, though, to choose just one player, like even from each team, but that, so that's why I have to go with my first one. That. Kind of got me so, into ISU sports. When you see that clip before every every ISU game, it just brings back memories. And it's all about the past, and that's a layup, right? Yes. <laughs> Dan got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I believe I would tell Dan at coaches' shows sometimes, too, that he wasn't my favorite player. So. <laughs> Love Dan to death. He got lucky. That's what I tell him all the time. <laughs> all right, one more question. And this doesn't have to be sports. Your favorite ISU moment. Cindy, you want to go first on this one? Okay. Um, I should say meeting my husband at a tailgate, right? (laughs) 
but just like just like it's a close second. <laughs> yeah, it's a close second. Um, I'm actually going to go with a tailgate moment when we had probably close to 75 people, and someone has a video of it um, singing the. We always sing the fight song and then do a shot before we go into the game. And all of us standing around. It was a playoff game. Cold. We're all bundled up and just watching how much fun everyone was having, though. Great. So I'll also I'll also go with the tailgate. So this was in 2011. Uh, we are on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Uh, we're playing a snow game. We have, I mean, probably six to eight inches of snow. We're all decked out. I mean, we we had a full tailgate. You know, this is, you know, ISU is doing well. Not quite we're in a couple of years for the championship game, but we're starting to make playoffs again. The the excitement's back, so we're having so much fun. The next day, there are six of us in our group that were going to Cancun to watch the Redbirds play in the Cancun Challenge. So the six of us were there all decked out we have a picture a bunch of kids had built these two big snowmen so we get this picture where we're standing next to a snowman all decked out less than 24 hours later there's a picture of us the six of us in a swim-up pool or swim at a swim-up bar at a pool at the uh what was it called the moon palace in cancun yes. ready to watch the redbirds play uh we won the football game we, we lost uh, we were one and one in that basketball yeah. tournament but it was it was just neat the the contrast there from football to basketball and weather and tailgate to swim up bar to pool and the game we lost to was um we didn't lose that game tyler brown's heel was not out of bounds okay i'm gonna correct it <laughs> <laughs> should have been two and oh yes <laughs> from that because I'm a superstitious person and I happened, to, I happened to go to a little bar that was close to that area and to get a drink and we started coming back and playing very well so I stood there so I could see that his heel was up in the air 100% so he was he, he, uh, he was uh, that should have been a good shot we were playing in U of I U of I <laughs> that would have been our first victory against U of I our second one would have been 2017, but we won't talk about that either. Okay. Or 2005. Yeah. We had to go to overtime. overtime one. Overtime. <laughs> all right. So, so here comes all the tough questions now. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do our best Maddie impression here. On this one. Okay. All right. Who would you rather beat, Bradley, or North Dakota State? Bradley. Bradley. Even though you have family members, you'd rather beat them down? Is it? Okay, good. <laughs> Who looks better in red, Jason or Cindy? Cindy. Cindy. Cindy? <laughs> Who has Redbird apparel that we should know about that we haven't seen yet? Cindy. <laughs> Probably yes. Is that true, Jason? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Would you rather tailgate or party at the Drury Lane? Or Drury End, sorry, not the Drury Lane. <laughs> That's a tie for me. I can't I can't answer it. No, you gotta pick something. Tailgate. I'd probably have to say tailgate if I had to if I had to. 
Because Pemberton's not there, right? Exactly. <laughs> he's going to be there next year. And he's going to know. He's going to know the fight song. Well, that now you're really getting out of the limb there. But yeah, I am going to be tailgating because we know players and fight year. songs don't mix together. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> but anything we learned in this year's basketball season was that. All right. What's your favorite flavor for a Jello shot? Malors. No, what, I didn't ask what your the least. The least <laughs> what's your favorite one? <laughs> the one that just has one liquor in it, and it's not Malort's. <laughs> All right. Redbird Arena or Horton Fieldhouse? Horton Fieldhouse. Redbird Arena, but I've only been to one game in Horton, so. And you enjoy that? I did enjoy it. All right. I remember the 50th row of the bleachers in the north end. I have a, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture to put up. I, it's got I got a ticket stuff from on that 50th row on the north end. What, what's your uh, your best Redbird apparel? Our beam, our Redbird beam, our Hancock Stadium beam. I had to pick it up, so I'll call it apparel. <laughs> it's like that's not apparel. You can't wear that. You know what? See, I got some of my apparel out. I'm going to say my 98 MVC championship t-shirt that I still have. Although, I do have a, um, when we won the Gateway Conference championship, I have that shirt and I got it signed by some of those players. So actually, I'm going to say go with that shirt. Never mind. Yeah, Although that shirt doesn't. Championship shirt just over your. Yeah, I do. I have the Frisco one. This is why I have better apparel than Jason. I also got out, see, <laughs> now it's show and tell time. Yeah. Uh, a 2008, with Cindy. 2008 women's division basketball, when we pl- women's division one women's basketball, when we played at Purdue, I believe. Yes, uh, women played at Purdue in the NCAA tournament. I did have one of my favorite shirts I did have I don't have any longer is the same shirt John has and we were talking about that in the hotel lobby on that Wednesday night. The my two favorite teams are ISU and whoever plays Bradley Woot. I think John still has it. I unfortunately no longer have it. That John has yes, it. Yes, correct. Not not, not not Bradley John shirt. Yes. Yeah, John Pete does not have that shirt. Yes. Not that I wouldn't wear that with a lot of pride, but I'm just saying, yeah. Yep. Next question. Besides jello shots, it, you know, as fans, sometimes we're superstitious, right? You know, the team wins three games in a row and therefore you have to wear the same underwear and stuff like that. Tell us what your superstition is or your ritual that you do before games, besides jello shots. So we used to have more rituals than we do now. I believe I will say because wait it, now I know what now I know what's happened the last four basketball well, games. <laughs> <laughs> I finally figured it out. It's because in St. Louis we we kept on trying the rituals and they didn't work, and we kept on trying new ones and they didn't work. Let's so go we're, back. We're kind of struggling. We, need to, we kind of need to get back to something. Yes, but. No, I you know there there might be a shirt a t-shirt I'd wear but you know I don't do that anymore. It's those have those have fallen away after we've not been winning consistently lately, which is going to come. It's just not there right now. Yeah. I actually have one for um, football started randomly. I 
actually work in the same lot that we tailgate in. And so I took a picture of the porta potties the Friday before the game and posted on our tailgate page. And now it's a thing I have to, and I can't post the same picture even. I have to go take a picture. Even if, like, I've taken a Friday off, I'll go up to my work parking lot, take a picture, and post it on our tailgate page. And for a while there, it was like we had not lost, we had not lost, and then the porta potties were not there when I got to work one Friday morning. I had to take the picture later, and we lost. <laughs> so it is like whatever works, right? All right. So ISU custodial staff <laughs> broke our streak. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be amazed how many people worry when I don't have the picture up, too. <laughs> All right, I think I know the answer to this one. Do you know the words to the ISU fight song? Yes. yes. Do you need us to start singing it? John, hit it, man. <laughs> Oh, you red birds on the battle, fight for ISU. See, I can't keep up with the music now. We just want subscribers. Let's cheer the red birds on the victory. Every voice proclaim, go state. We've got the fight. We've got the might. Let's win this game. ISU, go. I don't think you can clean that one up. You can try. Well, hopefully we're going to get to hear the, the, the basketball team sing that a lot next year, right? All right, so by this point, most fans have heard me bellyache about the fact or laugh about my dad and mom used to parade me by Southern and Coach Van Exel or whatever his name was down at Southern. And so about a year ago, I see Jason and Cindy show up in Southern gear. And I'm like, all right, I issue had lost. What's the deal here? And so... It was a little closer to what had happened, so he was a little more emotional now. I think he is in a little better spot. But uh, why don't you talk about why you celebrate Southern while you're at the Valley Tournament. It's an awesome thing you do. So, Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for asking. So uh, I actually, first time I visited Southern was December 1st of 1988. One of my best friends was going to school there, uh, named Mark, loved the guy to death. Uh, four years later, my brother graduated high school, and he went down to Southern. So I've, I've attended a, I went down to Southern many, many times during the course of that time period. That was kind of the party school, the fun school, where to have fun. And so my brother was down there five years. I had so much fun. He was down there at a time that was a, 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 a one of those great periods like where I grew up in Redbird basketball. You got Chris Carr and Marcus Timmons and Ashraf Amaya and Marcus Da Silva. And they're, they're making tournaments and making runs and having so he, he, he had a special connection to that because he, he actually lived on the same dorm floor as Chris Carr and Marcus Silva. So I'd visit, and when I actually wasn't playing Southern, I kind of started rooting for them. So uh, uh, to kind of go on, last year I was wearing all kinds of Southern gear, and Cindy wore Southern gear, my brother-in-law, and a bunch of our friends. Well, a, a little over a year ago, my brother passed. And we would always go to the tournament together. So ever since Cindy and I were going, he would go down as well. There was a number of years back in the early 2000s where, of course, Southerns went in. They're playing Creighton in the championship game. We had lost by then. So we would stay and let someone drive our car home, and, and we come home with my brother, you know. And so we spent a lot of time down there with him, and so it was a tribute that I thought that they were not playing. They're not playing ISU. I'm going to be wearing that stuff. I have his pullover and have some other stuff. So he wears one of his jerseys, and 
it's just I think it's a great tribute because he loved it, and we spent a lot of great times down there together. And that's just a, it's, it's a neat place. It's a unique place, and I think it's better for the valley when Southern is is, is playing well football, basketball, any of those any of the sports. So yeah, agreed. Again, sorry for your and when we met. And, so let's let's go on yeah. to met. So we we we're we're that night we're meeting in the Drury lobby. Yeah. And we all have the southern gear on, and you kind of look over, and you're all, you're half kind of pissed off, <laughs> which I which is fine, which is okay. And then, so well, what you explained it, I yeah, uh, yeah so. you didn't, you had no idea, you didn't no know. Idea. Yeah. And then it's funny because Lisa's Cindy's sister Lisa ran up to you real fast and told you, yeah. and you came over and picked me up and gave me the biggest bear hug I had in my life. <laughs> I think every bone in my back cracked all <laughs> all the way down. But yeah, it was. I, I know you. It was you know you true care, and I, I really appreciate it a lot. And yeah. and uh, you were happy that I was wearing Southern again this year when when they were playing. And uh, I again, it's it's awesome, and it it's it's a it was a it's a good story. So yeah. my little brother went to Southern too, right? My parents were not going to let him not go to Southern. So there's a ton of my relatives, probably well over a hundred, that have graduated from Southern. Only two from my issue. So. It is what it is. So, yeah, and I, I'm glad you support them and, you know, love them and that kind of stuff. So, all right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, just anybody that sees us out and about and wants to say hi, please say hi to us. Um, also, you're always welcome to come join our tailgate called Cindy Gate. And um, you might have to get to know the words the fight song. <laughs> and if you see us in St. Louis, come over, do a jello shot, and join us at Hoops in the Heartland. Um, for jello shots too yeah so uh before i met cindy i i follow a little bit of the women's sports but uh she has fully converted me those those women athletes are fantastic the men athletes are as well but we have season tickets to volleyball and women's basketball and of course men's basketball and football and we try to attend as much stuff as we can we go to the coaches shows for for uh for men's men and women's basketball we try to do as much to support isu uh, it's uh, we we met here. It's 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 a great place. Uh, we met we've met so many great people, and that that's us. That's the most important thing. We've met so many great Redbird fans. That we're we're great friends. We'll be great friends for the rest of our lives. Thankful that we met you guys down there five years ago in the lobby. I know John had to give me a ride on a elevator or not. Sorry, a luggage cart to the room <laughs> that night because I decided to take a nap that night, and uh, he he was kind enough to. So that was his first experience into the lobby party, and we were well into it by the time you guys showed up. But we try to have fun, and we try to be respectful of other fans. We mm-hmm. uh, and, and we just love meeting Redbird folks and hanging out and having a good time. Amen. Yeah, and I'm so grateful you guys are like, come on over. We looked at the three of us and like, uh, what's going on here? Right? And so Because uh, the hotel we had stayed before this had nothing, right? And so... And I've said this before, I don't like staying where the players are, right? They have enough things on their plate, right? Um, they need to be focused. They have one shot at this, right? I've been that guy, right? You have one shot every year to do well in that tournament. You don't need distractions, right? You can have distractions for the rest of your life. So, and that lobby party is a distraction. Yeah, so and it's a lot of fun. And I hope people join us. We love playing games and or watching the issue games and talking about it and got people are rooting for games like we actually don't know what the outcome is going to be which they all do and they're already fighting over it and so it's funny and so a lot of fun so jason and cindy 
thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting us. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is episode 30 of Bird Fans Forever. John, take us out. <laughs>